Darren, Kerry and Sky, East Coast Radio. Consumer Watch with Wendy Nola. Yep. Thursdays at 8.40. Mm-hmm. Thursday mornings, Wendy Nola joins us. Hello, Wendy lady. Hello, Darren. Good to be with you. Morning, oh. Wendy. We love you. Hello, Akira. Hello. <laughs> Alright, so your first story today. Can a company refuse to compensate you for loss or injury even if they were grossly negligent? Doesn't matter that they put up a disclaimer notice. Well, that's the thing. And I mean, if you think about how many times we see these signs and disclaimers when we go into shops, restaurants, when our kids go on outings, you will mm. know Darren. Yep. You have to sign these indemnities, and you go into hospital. My word, you know, you you have to indemnify the hospital against everything. And mm. you know, so what is the legal position? Does that mean they can be all kinds of negligent and say, "Well, sorry, but like, look, look at our notice and and or look at this form you signed." Yeah, I've always so wondered about this, that. Exactly. So should you sh- sh- sign or should you not? So the quest, the, the issue is that. Um, without getting too bogged down in the legalities, I, if you sign, even if you sign a, disclo- a disclaimer in a form, for example, um, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that the company um, can uh, wash its hands of any responsibility mm. if you are harmed in some way or if you suffer a loss of any kind but due to their gross negligence. So, they, it, you know, and that's, uh, needs to be decided, decided in most cases by a court of law and mm. there's a lot of case law around this and the judges um, look at a lot of things um, such as how great was your harm um, did the company know about the issue before and took no action all those kind of things so it can go either way and if there was some negligence on your part or something that you should have foreseen and have done and didn't do um, then uh, you know then it might they might side on uh, come down on the side of the company but but the so the case I'm going to quickly go through was um, a chap called Bulilani. He, it was a, a Cape Town branch of Virgin Active. Back in March, he locked his valuables, which was a couple of phones and a sentimental phone of his late mom's as well as, I think, uh, a smartwatch. Yeah. Gymmed, came back. There was a padlock on. Padlock was still attached, but the door had been open and everything taken. Yeah, and okay. the gym, he, he logged a, a case with the police. The gym insisted that he proved he owned the stuff did that and then at the end the lawyers came back and said sorry for you uh, we're not liable uh, we had a disclaimer notice up mm. and i took up the case with the gym and the safety and facilities director chris evans basically said you know our, cl- our disclaimer notice is plainly worded and clear view at the entrance um the incidence of locker theft is not currently a concern and is negligible proportionate to the number of of daily accesses per club. That club apparently, the guy when he went to Bulalani, when he went to log a complaint or, or, or um, uh, open a charge, mm. he was told that he was the fifth one that week from a Virgin Active Club. So anyway, be that as it may, the bottom line is um, that in this case, uh, the gym is saying um, we are we are not liable. We're very sorry. We will help with any police investigation. Mm. But... Uh, we're not sorry not. for you, which is, you know, never a result I want to get when I take up a case. Mm. But yeah, I just wanted to, I thought it was a good um, good occasion to talk about disclaimers. And bottom line being, there's, there's, you know, it's quite murky and all depends on your particular circumstances. But um, if there's gross negligence, don't worry. If you've signed a disclaimer form, or if there was one very um, visible at the entrance to a shop or a restaurant, whatever, if the company was grossly negligent, that those disclaimers mean nothing. They they will um, be legally responsible. Well, if you actually lawyer up uh, and prove negligence and they, they knew about it, 
you're going to win that case. So thank you for that one, uh, Wendy Nola. And now, loyalty cards. Do you also have a second and third wallet just to keep all your loyalty cards in? <laughs> Are they worth having? Let's find out. Wendy? Well, I mean, how many cards? Or It, it doesn't have to be a card, although apparently even though we're in the land of COVID and um, digital advancements, mm. most people do prefer an actual card. So how many do you have, Darren? My, I've, I, one, I, two, I'm five. constantly torn between just buying um, a, a, one of these card holders and then keeping everything else in cash in my front pocket because I've just got cards and cards and cards and apps and apps and cards and websites and it's like, it's madness. It's madness. So, so I think the answer is a lot. A well, lot. I was very surprised because I've been, I've been following the Truth and Brand Map South African Loyalty white paper which is a an annual very comprehensive snapshot of our loyalty habits as south africans mm -hmm. more than thirty-three thousand adults with a gross monthly income of more than ten thousand rand uh, are surveyed and i've been following it's been going for many years and i remember <clears throat> the average some years ago being five cards we're now up to an average of 8.7 loyalty program yeah. um yeah loyalty programs on average per person so more than ever mm. um Pick and Pay Smart Shopper has regained its position as the most used loyalty program, yeah. nudging out clicks and its club card into second place. Um, and Pick and Pay saw the greatest gains in retail loyalty usage versus pre-pandemic stats, showing 80% of South Africans use the Smart Shopper program. Wow. So something about, yeah, they've sort of tweaked their offering and improved it. So yeah, they went, it went up during um, lockdown. Um 74% of respondents, 74, that's pretty high, uh, used, uh, have, are now using loyalty programs. Um, and I've noticed a change that a lot of them are introducing instant cash kind of thing. Don't yes. give me layers and this and that. And yeah. you, and that's, you can see the position we're in. So, you know, during lockdown or since, since last March, when mm. so many people's incomes were decimated, um, we really clung on to loyalty. And I think that's probably the reason why mm. um, loyalty is growing in this country. So just a quick few other stats. F&B eBucks is still the most used loyalty program in the financial services space. Okay. Um, and in fact, the most used non-retail loyalty program for the past six years. They've started early and they just keep innovating their product. So. Mm. Um, yeah, when asked to choose one loyalty program over all the others, eBucks uh, is chosen as the one loyalty yeah. program which South Africans cannot live without. Which sure, but a new F and B. It yeah, and as I said, cash is king. So those you will see changes where where the loyalty programs are, are introducing that sort of instant uh, gratification yeah. um, because this is what we're needing, and this is leading South Africans to choose one loyalty program over the other. And as I said. Very surprising. We still prefer a, pl a plastic swap than identifying yourself through apps, which um, was a huge surpri a surprise rather to the mm. uh, truth people because, as I say, a huge swing to digital. It's COVID, you know. Yeah. Um, and But still, no, if we want we want that piece of plastic clogging up our wallets or purses. <laughs> um, so there you go. That's it's, why there's still so many of them. It's uh, I, I learned the hard way about the pick and pay loyalty app because they normally say to me, um, do you have a loyalty card? And I say, I'm not loyal. I'm going to Woolies tomorrow. And um, and they just scoffed at me. And my mum was with me the once. So she said, I'll swipe my card. And when I saw a couple of hundred rand come off my shopping, I was like, whoa, 
Does this happen every time? She's like, yeah, every time. And that's actually where it started. And now I've got every card and every app and, and, uh, every, and every saving. So uh, uh, you're preaching to the converted here. Yeah. I'm one of those. I will, I, will, I will keep my cards. And so they, uh, it's good to know which ones are on top. And listen, um, this, uh, this, this Consumer Watch and the, the one concerning um, can companies refuse to compensate for loss and injury. And of course, last week's one, and what was it the week before? There's a big puppy scam which has returned bigger, better and stronger than before you need to look out for that all of these consumer watches are available for you to listen to on podcast on the website ecr.co.za click on podcast to listen to these moments and anything else you might have missed go to ecr.co.za and click on podcasts